You know when you meet someone and you just know that you're going to be friends? That is how I felt about Melissa Hughes the first time we connected. Now, I shouldn't say the first time, the first time in person, because we actually connected on social media like two years before. I love DMs. Instagram DMs like hold for years. It's so crazy. But then she approached me in her bubbly spirit at a PodFest conference we were both speaking at, and we ended up spending all of this excess time together outside of the conference, getting to know one another. And fast forward a year and a half after that, and we hang out for a week at a mastermind retreat that we put together last minute because we just knew that there was something deeper, something richer, something more than just having a kindred spirit, that there was intention behind our togetherness. And we're exploring that in a lot of different ways right now. Not only is she coming to speak at FounderCon soon, um, but we're also starting another podcast. I think I might be dropping this information too soon, but it's a secret and not so much a secret because I just told all of you, but stay tuned. It's going to be so juicy and so good. But for now, you've got to know the backstory. You've got to know what helped build her. She can dress, she can laugh, she can share. You're going to hear all about what that means through her businesses in just a moment. But would you do us a favor? Would you share this out? If you tag Melissa, she's like so kind with her audience. She totally is one of those people is not like at block. No, she wants to share it out. She's grateful for connections and she knows that our communities have a like-hearted spirit. And so let's share, let's review, let's do all the things. And in the meantime, go listen to the show. Listen up. For such a time as this, we must grow our faith and business muscles. The self-help industry is trying to own spirituality and well-being. The entrepreneurial space is becoming flooded with business pursuits focused on success instead of sustenance. But the only one who can make us fully whole, fully free, and fully alive is Jesus. So I'm ecstatic you walked into this hypothetical gym today. I'm your trainer, Tamara Andress, also coined an entrepreneurial rabbi, teaching the pursuits of God, which unveil our purpose and ultimately unleash our desired provision. This FIT acronym is for founders, innovators, and trailblazers. Here, marketplace ministers conversate and educate to build others from the inside out while also sharing their testimonies of endurance. So while it's not a fitness broadcast, I do surely care about your mental, physical, emotional, relational, financial, and spiritual health. You're going to hear all about it. If you're passionate about your becoming journey, leading others to greatness, and living a life of abundance and joy, then you're well on your way to being fit in faith. Let's hydrate. All right, all right, you guys. I usually let my trailer go after this for the Fit and Faith podcast, but that one was so good and it was so rich. And I just, I love my friend that I get to have on the show today. If you did not get a chance to see it because you're listening to this later, well, you'll have to go find us in the great big interweb of Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever. And when you find us there, you're 100% going to have to follow Melissa Hughes, who is a mama, a TikToker, a beautiful bride, a God fearing woman and someone who is going to bring you some courage today in a unique way. And I'm so grateful to call her friend and sister above all. Thanks for being here. Oh, I'm so excited. I love you, Tamara. 
I love you too. I love the genuine expression and exchanges that we've had since the first time we met. Y'all, we were like at a podcasting, um, it was a pod fest, I believe so, in yeah. Orlando, Florida. And little did I know, I had actually touched base with her years prior to on Instagram. And that's the one cool thing about Instagram is I never have my messages deleted. <laughs> and so when I go to send someone a message, it's still there. So that was in 20. 20- <laughs> 2021, I think, or 2022, January. And just a couple of weeks ago, we got to spend a really intimate, amazing time with a group of gals. And this is my first podcast since then um, with one of you guys. And so I feel like I want to tell all the secrets of what happened on that retreat. But I also just want to just say to people that you can find friends in the least likely of places if you're open um, to just playing a little bit more and being genuine in those exchanges. Yeah, that's so good, Tamara. I love that. I know I've been telling people, I'm like, no, really, you can actually make friends online and you can find your people online, which is amazing. Like, yes. So we are living proof. It's true. And I think a lot of people don't even take that first step, mainly because of what has, I think, transpired in like the direct level or direct marketing, multi-level marketing, network marketing, whatever you want to call it, kind of industry tainted the ability to think that it's possible because you feel like you're being pitched or sold to all the time. But that was never a part of our relationship, thank goodness. And so I'm glad that we can just do it authentically. And for those who are listening who don't think it's possible, I would say try. Um, but firstly, to know that it also could take you just getting in the room with someone um, versus it actually being done online, but then it can be nurtured in that space too, right? Yeah. You know, what's funny, Tamara, is as you're talking, I'm thinking about like, what I say to my kids for teaching them how to make a friend because sometimes you can go into a room and you can be with loads of people, but you don't actually know how to make a friend. So I always tell my kids, I'm like, go into a room, look around and look for a person that you want to be friends with, which was you. I remember we, (laughs) I literally did this when we were at PodFest, walk up to them and say, hi, my name is Ella. My daughter's name is Ella. My name's Ella. Do you want to be my friend or do you want to, do you want to play? And so I'm just thinking back to PodFest. I was like, wow, that's literally what I did. Walked up to you and was like, hey, my name's Melissa. What do you do? <laughs> so true. And you had like a vibe, you know, when you meet someone, you, you can read their vibe, not just yeah. from their energy, but their style. You're so stylish. And so I'm like, oh, yeah, this is going to happen. We're going to be friends. <laughs> it was a non-negotiable yeah. at that point. And then you were stuck with me and my husband for the rest of the event because we took you to dinner yeah. for hours on end. And I think we had a random person who jumped into that Mike, little sweet Mike, who got roped into that dinner too, and he didn't even know what he was in for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, bless him. He did great though, didn't he? (laughs) He really did. All right, well, let's get a little bit of the behind the scenes here, a little bit of the get to know Melissa Hughes. Um, For those that don't know, she is on uh, viral on TikTok. She went viral on TikTok. I'm going to let her share that story. And it landed her on the Kelly Clarkson show a couple of times. And since then, she's just seen how good and gracious God has been through that. Um, But I want them to hear how actually God led you to create content. And it wasn't something you just fell into like a lot, lot of, I think, content creators have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of a crazy story, but it was back in... January of 2021, and actually even a little bit before then, um, my husband and I had just moved home from church planting. 
over in the UK and um, we needed to get home. We needed to have a house. Like we needed, we needed everything because we had just sold everything and moved transatlantically. And we had two children and we were literally living with my in-laws. And I remember just praying, being like, you know, God, like what's the next step? And then the next step was COVID. <laughs> so we're like Yay. living with Yes. Every, isn't it just the timing, you know? So we're like living with my in-laws, no jobs, nothing. We need a house. And my husband's like, look, you're going to need to get a job. You can't be a stay-at-home mom anymore because we we need the income. Well, the only job that I could get was a job in childcare. And so I'm literally, and any mom right now, please lean into this because hopefully you can understand the pain. I would go and drop my kids off at one end of the building and go and look after somebody else's. Mm. And so, and it wasn't like even a job that, like if I'm going to be looking after kids, I want to be looking after my own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. And so I'm just like praying and I'm like in this place where I'm like, gosh, you know, like I really don't know what the next step is. You know, God, I felt like was always really clear with me about like what I should do next. But this, it was like, he was silent. I really felt like, I have no idea where, like what I'm supposed to do. And I was praying about it. And for months, months and months and months was rejected from job after job. Um, and I was like, gosh, I, Lord, I just don't even know. And I felt this one day I was listening to a podcast and it was focused on the family, which I love. And I was listening to Jim Daly talk and I was like, gosh, I love this podcast. I love how he just interviews people and he's able to, you know, hear their life story. And I said to God, I was like, God, I would love a job where I could just talk to people all day. Because if we're being really honest, that's really all I'm actually good at. <laughs> like, I don't have Not computer true, skills. But I get you. <laughs> yeah. But it was like everything I was looking at on Indeed, you know, was like yeah. all these things. I was like, no, that's yeah. not what I'm good at. Yeah. And um, literally a couple months later, I felt God start speaking to me about posting videos online, like so clearly. And the very first video that I uploaded, which was just a video of my kids sledding, um, it was literally the first video that was on my phone. It was a video of my kids sledding. I uploaded it to TikTok, which was a video platform. And the next morning I woke up and that video generated 22 million views and I landed a spot on the Kelly Clarkson show. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I feel like, <laughs> okay, <I'm>, God. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this is confirmation. <laughs> and so then I just started learning content creation. And a year later, I headed into entrepreneurship. And this is my job now where I talk to people all day. <laughs> it's so good. And it's so neat, you guys, because she, I, when I met her, she was kind of in this place of like, all I'm really teaching about and talking about is motherhood because that was what that first video did. And it's been such a beautiful journey to witness the evolution of that. And I always speak speak to people about you don't have to stay stuck in the one thing, especially knowing that we are um, multifaceted, multi-passionate people. And you should be able, if you're creating a brand around yourself, you should be able 
to talk about all the things that you love and it still makes sense to your audience. And so I love learning how to parent through Melissa Hughes, but I also love how you bring to life the opportunity to be a, a creator and to do it through the fun of entrepreneurship because you do it in a lot of different ways. You're also an author, a best-selling author for those that didn't know. So tell them about that story because I think that there's a neat evolution for your own journey on, okay, I started posting videos, I started learning videos, and then this thing happened. Yes. So um, I guess there's two parts to that because actually I wrote a book before I was a content creator in 2016 and it was called She Can Laugh. And Tamara, I know that you used to be in the health field and still are, you know, you still practice what you preach and everything but loved like the holistic health message. And I fell into that and I wrote a book about it, but it wasn't for entrepreneurship or like, it literally was like, I would love to just, I just like to write. So I'm just going to do this thing. Yeah. And so I, I had that book that I just did nothing with, but other than like shared it with friends and family. And then when I started creating content, one of the videos that I created went so viral. I had a children's book company reach out to me and say, Hey, would you like to make this into a kid's book? And it was wild. He was a Christian as well. Um, and he prayed, God, you know, who's somebody I should like reach out to. And my video came up. And so we ended up connecting. He made a kid's book out of one of my TikToks, and it's been incredible. Like, I don't think people realize when you put yourself out there, you're also opening yourself up to new opportunities that you never would have had you not put yourself out there. Yeah. And there's an element that we kind of geeked out about it when we were at the <laughs> retreat together about a lot of people talk about it needing to be confidence. Tell them about your kind of lens on needing confidence. And we know that our confidence comes in Christ, but when people think about video, I mean, I see people turtle shell all day long. They're like, wait, I want to be an author. I want to be a best-selling author. And you're asking me to be on video. Why do I have to be on video? I'm like, well, do you want to sell some books is the next question, right? And yeah. like, you have an ability to do both. If you're a good writer, in my opinion, you're also capable of speaking because you have words inside of you that need to be shared. One muscle might be stronger than the other, but like, I can get in the gym and I can squat more than my husband, but all day long, he'll be on the pull-up bar longer than me. And all I need to do is practice, right? And so it's a practicing element, but talk about your lens for confidence. Yes. So I have discovered that before you can be confident, you have to have courage and courage precedes confidence. And I think when people are now looking online, seeing people show up on video, like even for myself, it's like, oh, it's so easy for her. Good for her. And we kind of sit back on this like, oh, I'm glad that works out for you. When in reality, I went through this whole process of being totally uncomfortable, totally outside my comfort zone, totally um, feeling incompetent to be able to know what I'm doing and trying and failing and putting myself out there and really having the courage to put out bad content before I was confident enough to start really putting out better content. And so if anyone is wanting to create online, whether it is a book or it is video content or it's a blog, before you can be confident, you have to just start and have the courage to do it. That's so good. I, it reminds me of like a parallel element of what I always share about clarity comes in action 
right? Yeah. Everyone wants this crystal clear ball of what they're supposed to do. Just like Christ was literally like, Hey, Melissa, you should post online. And you're like, well, what does that mean? And it wasn't clear until it was clear because you did the thing. And so it's just like Peter coming out of the boat. It's like, get out of the boat. Well, what do you mean? Do I need to bring a towel with me? How far are we going to go? How long do I need a snack? How long, what's this going to look like? Do I need a bathing suit? Right. And it's like, no, just take the step because that's the thing that the Lord has called you to do. And then you get courageous and confidence is stemmed from that space. Yes, that's so true, Tamara. And I love Peter. That whole yeah. thing, like Peter's my guy. Yeah. And I've thought so many times about Peter, and that's such a good point, is like we will prepare to prepare yes. when God's like, take the step. You like yes. stop. You know, you have everything that you need. And what I love about Peter, and people kind of criticize him a little bit because, you know, he looked at the winds and the waves, but I just feel like if I was Peter and I sunk a little bit, got back into that boat all wet and the and the disciples were all dry, and they would have been like, hey, Peter, you know, like you sunk, like look at you. And that's how sometimes we can feel when we step yeah. out Yeah. because we know when you step out, you're going to fail. Yeah. But if I could have somebody say one thing about my life outside of the fact that I love Jesus, of it would be she got out of the boat and I would rather be a person that tries and fails then doesn't ever try at all. Yeah. And it's such a great example to your kiddos, right? Because otherwise they're staying in the safety zone. And yeah. there's the idea that, you know, comfort is complacency. When you stay in that same place of comfort, you get complacent. And then you also, I think, extract the fun and the play and the childlike faith connected to it. You're like, oh, I'm good right here. Just like all the other disciples were in the boat. <laughs> we're going to say right here. But like, the water's warm, jump on in is like the perspective that Peter could have and should and did afterwards take, right? Regardless of his falter, regardless of the moment where he looked away, he still forevermore gets to say, I walked on water. And yeah. that is like, I want that. I want to walk on yeah. water with my faith. Um, one of the other things that I was thinking about as you were saying, it was connected to like, I feel like I'm in the stage of bad content. Okay, let's be honest. I've been doing this for a really long time, but I'm doing a 30-day, a, a September TikTok challenge. And I started early because I was with Melissa being inspired. So I started in mm -hmm. August and I did make one, I don't know what viral means anymore. For a while, it was like a thousand views. Now it's like probably way bigger than that. It got 35,000 views. And I was it's like, awesome, that's pretty cool. Yes. But I don't know if I want to make videos like that one video every single time. Now what, what do I do? Now? It was one you taught me how to do. I was wearing yes. a real cute outfit and I was walking and I put like some, it said like walk in, like walking in, like you're the head and not the tail. And it was just a loop, right? So the loop got, got him, but that was it. So I, I love the Jesus concept. I love the biblical piece. I love yes. the fashion piece because I love fashion. But like, I wasn't really saying much. Does that, is that I good? Think, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't get to talk this to my people. Thing. I'm just going to walk around. Right. This is the thing is you can look at that and think, okay, what was it about that that went viral? Was it the fact that, was it the message? Was it what I was doing? Like, mm -hmm. I think people don't even understand or people don't think about like what makes content good. Yeah. And there's so many elements to making good content. And I think sometimes I've discovered sometimes people don't need you to speak. 
sometimes the words on the screen or showcasing what it is, is enough. Mm-hmm. Other times it is the way that you say something that makes it really hit home for a person. It's the way that you tell the story. It's what you're doing in the video. Like I could imagine for your audience, people being like, walk in and be the head and not the tail. It's just like confidence. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, so I think it was probably the messaging for that one. I think you could have even said that, but would it have had the same effect? I don't know. You'll have to try it. Yeah. I'm just trying every day, y'all. I'm posting every day. So go over to my TikTok, check it out. Give me some love. My my followers go up and down and up and down. I'm like this thing, but I am known for my consistency and I'm not going to give up now. I've missed one day in like four weeks. So I'm just going to keep going and see what happens with it. I love it. That's what's so good, Tamara, is you have a healthy relationship with social media because you've detached yourself from the outcome. Yeah. And I think when people are so attached to the outcome of like, is this going to go viral? Oh, it didn't. And it didn't do well. Now I'm discouraged. Now I'm going to take a break. Oh, now I'm in my head. Now I just want to like never do this again. It's like, how on earth can you be consistent with that emotional roller coaster? But if you can just detach yourself and if God's given you something to say, or if there's something that's going to be helpful to help someone, just share it and trust that God's going to bring growth to your life and business in other ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's really good. And it just, again, it goes back to the lightheartedness of it. Um, I think even as entrepreneurs, we can take ourselves so seriously. And yeah. every time that I do that, I end up wallowing in some mess truthfully. And so the less serious I take it, the more I get to explore and create. You actually gave me, is it near me? Yes, it's right here. She gave me this book, The Artisan Soul by Erwin Raphael McManus, Crafting Your Life into a Work of Art. And I have quoted it and mentioned it every, probably every single day since He's I started. So I knew you would love it. Because I'm not even on chapter four yet. I'm about, oh no, not even chapter three, okay? And you would just die over all of the highlights that are in this. It is poetic and it's raw and it bring, it has brought me, honestly, through a really dark place in my entrepreneurial journey because I realized I was taking myself too seriously. Wow. It's all about creation. Yes. That's so good. Garden, right? Just yeah. here. <laughs> Our friend always says yes. that. Just how do you take this back to the garden? Take it back, Melissa. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um <laughs> don't take yourself too seriously. I actually going maybe not going back to the garden, but I'm gonna be going back to when I first got saved. And I remember getting saved and being like, Oh my gosh, I need to clean up my life. I need to be this good, perfect Christian. And I remember God speaking to me saying, You know, I take fun seriously. Yeah. And it made me laugh. And I was like, yeah. And it brought grace. Like I remember reading Joseph Prince's book called Unmerited Favor, where God just blesses you despite all of the things and all your shortcomings. And I'm like, wow, thank you, Lord, that it's you, not me. That, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that's my so life. There's mm-hmm. so much to that. And because I know a bit of your backstory and I want the community to hear it, we we got to like kind of unpack some new ideas of things that you could incorporate into your your business tree, right? We call our the things that we do now, y'all, business as ministry, ministry as business. And you were in ministry for a really long time. So stepping into business kind of felt like you were walking with two left feet for a little bit. 
Talk yeah. to us about how you're now seeing the blend happen so organically and even the lens of prophetic that was kind of brought back mm-hmm. to the table with us as women gathering together. Yeah. So it's wild because I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur, um, even though like I look back on my life and I've always liked to start things or try things or step out. Um, but my husband and I, we were in ministry or in church ministry and it's wild now because I have so much background and understanding scripture and moving in the gifts and supernatural healing prophecy. I mean, I used to spend every Saturday training up a team on how to hear God's voice and literally going to the mall, going on the street and being like, okay, Lord, what are you saying to this person? And walking up to strangers. And I still do this in my life. You know what I, you know what I'm like. You do, you do. (laughs) I do. Um, but walking up to strangers and just being like, Hey, I just, you know, God highlighted you to me. And like, even like what that means, like how how to see the Holy Spirit moving on people mm. that highlighted you to me. Um, this is what I feel like he's saying. Does that resonate? And either having people break down and cry or receive a miracle or get supernaturally healed or get saved or having them be like, get away from me, psycho. <laughs> in direction. Um, and so like, I mean, that was my, that was like my world for years. And then when I came into entrepreneurship, it was like, wow, I can, I can change the world and make money. Yes. <laughs> like, and this is the thing I, I remember sitting down with, um, a woman who's a, an amazing entrepreneur. And I was telling her, I was like, look, I just want to tell people about Jesus. And she's like, okay, that's great, Melissa. But outside of like people getting saved and miracles, like how can we change the world? And I was like, um, I don't know. And she's like, through finance, like money changes people's lives. She's like, imagine you give somebody $20 versus Mm 20,000. And I was like, wow. And it really started to like change. I just never really thought about money or finance and how important it is. Like it's clearly essential for the gospel. Like when my husband and I were church planting in the UK, we were struggling financially and it was, I had anxiety. I had overwhelm. I was stressed. How can we be like, follow Jesus when like, we're actually like, yes, we can be rich in our spirit, but if we are working all the time at a job and we're a slave to an employer and we're not actually get be having the time. Like once you have kids, once you have bills, how are you going to have the time to do the mission when you have bills? Like you have life, like yeah. why not become an entrepreneur, use your God given gifts to get paid for that. That's actually furthering the mission, like, and make money and be super generous and transform the world. That's yeah. where I'm at. I'm right there with you, girl. I'm like, hoorah. I'm like, this is good. And I'm not even in anything associated to the military, but it makes me excited because I want people to hear not only the passion behind how she's sharing, but the, the truth of it and the feasibility. I think that's the part that excites me most for people now. It's like more easy than ever to just start. It's more easy than ever to like 
What does it look like? Unpack those gifts and talents, unpack your passions and putting it out into the world to serve people because that's all it is, is you're serving people and there's an equal exchange of value for said service. You guys, if Jesus himself was in the marketplace, which he was as a carpenter, do you think he was wood whittling something that somebody didn't need? No. Right. No. He might have loved whittling little baby dolls, but if the kids weren't buying the baby dolls, who became his avatar? Oh, the moms. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you have to think about these things. This is truly business at its Mm -hmm. simplest form. So I imagine he was doing chairs and he was doing, you know, things. I know he did like locks in the chosen. He did that like really cool lock development. I was like, what? This is amazing that he just built that. Right. But you don't think about what they're doing. They're doing something to solve a problem. It's serving people value exchange. And then it flooded and developed the propel behind the mission of the message. And that's what people forget. They become messengers. And this is something I'm really leaning into that you've helped me really unpack too. Mm -hmm. They become messengers and then they come to me and they're like, I have hundreds of thousands of followers because Melissa helped me get a hundred thousands of followers and I have zero business concept connected to it. Right. Right. Melissa also helps you with all the other things too. So don't let me dwindle. She teaches you about lead magnets and email lists and all of that as well. (laughs) But you're now in this place where you're like, shoot, how do I, now I'm a talking head and I don't have the finances Mm -hmm. for it, but everyone knows that I love Jesus and they can have access to him too. It's like, great. But Jesus had a funded mission. Not a funded, like broke mission. It was funded fully. And then there were people who came alongside to support as well. And I think that's where we're at. Yeah. Yeah. You're so right, Tamara. And like, I'm just seeing as well how like this merge of what I've learned in ministry, how it is used in the marketplace because I'm working with clients and praying with them. Like I was thinking this morning, I remember stabbing people on the street, wanting to pray for them, but also being like, man, what can I, how can I really add value? How can I, what's the open door into their life? And now I have people that are coming to me for an open door of how do you create video content? How do you do this? And actually what they're getting is Christ. Like I'm praying with them. Um, I know even when we went on our retreat, I prayed for every single girl and God gave me words like using prophecy in your business and giving divine strategy to people that will unlock resources in the earth. I mean, I'm just like, man, if we can incorporate the prophetic, incorporate Mm -hmm. gifts of healing Mm -hmm. and move it into the sphere of business with people with influence and money, we can really affect global change. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? A hundred percent. And I think that's the understanding what she's speaking to the fivefold ministry And then we've also spoken as a group, this inner group of gals that's really running life and doing life together right now. We've talked about the seven mountain mantle and having influence on these different seven mountains of of life, right? Which is connected to, I'll probably miss one, but we have education, politics, entertainment and arts, culture, family, um, business, finances. And I think I got them all. I think that's seven. I think so. I think so. Um, But thinking about that, if we take the fivefold ministry and we apply it into each of those realms, imagine if 
your teachers and were praying over those students every yeah. single day and not just speaking dull or sit in your chairs, but like speaking life over tall and calling yeah. them into their identity. That's one small expression of how that can actually play into business when we're actually tapped in and tuned to what we're gifted and capable of doing. Yes. And I, um, I think I shared this with you. Remember the church that I had visited and they like totally understood lead magnets and funnels. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is like so amazing. Like this church is like understanding a customer journey and it's helping people stay in a safe place and come to church and feel loved. I'm like, gosh, this is amazing. Well, and it doesn't happen all the time. It's, it's the same exact example of having the pastors who have their hearts for the Lord and their actual anointing connected to being a pastor is amazing. And yet they cannot keep the numbers. And so every week feels like a plea of tithing. And there could be something on the back end of that that's propelling it so that the, the tithe is going to happen. That's literally like bring it to the mm-hmm. storehouses. That's literally going to happen. And it's going to happen by the hand of God, not by the hand of the pastor. Okay. Yeah. That's not always how that works. And so knowing business isn't, I think in this time of our lives is a non-negotiable, regardless of what you're doing on a consistent basis. Even if you're a recipient of business, I now get to go inside of people's funnels and get on their email list. And I'm not necessarily even looking for what it is that they're giving me from a valuation perspective. I'm watching to see what the symmetry is, what's the synchronicity. Am I being served in this flow? And if your church isn't doing that, at some point, you're going to feel disconnected. At some Mm -hmm. point when you're building a community and somebody is like lost and they're like, oh, I don't feel engaged, but there's thousands of people in someone's community. Either you've done something as the community member that you've put yourself outside of it based on maybe your own limiting beliefs or the community manager has lost you in the flow and therefore there's a broken part of their, what I call an hourglass funnel. Right. I know that's so good. And it's so true. And you learn about that in business, but I like look back at our time in ministry. I'm like, Oh my goodness. Like if we could have obviously, and obviously, like, I just want to say like, we know God can do anything. Like he's beyond our systems. He's beyond our, you know, processes and all of that. Like the Holy spirit breaks out and you know, it's, it's just off to the races. Like that's the dream, but there's something to be said about like learning the skills and the tools that you can be more excellent and stewarding people and the relationships. And so, and I feel like business has really taught me how to do that. Yeah. All right. Quick interruption, but actually it's not really an interruption. It's an invitation. It's an invitation for you to come deeper not just be a podcast listener that we really never get to interact with, but be a part of the family, be a part of the foundation of what the founder collective is heart premised on. And that's Ephesians 2.19, that we are found in him, that we are a family and operating as one on the foundation of Christ with him as our chief CEO, our chief cornerstone. And what does that look like? How can you come in further? Well, we have a weekly founder collective call. That's a Zoom call. We'd love for you to be a part of it. It's open conversation, similar to how we have this podcast, talking about business practices and truth principles and how we're actually living a life on purpose and in the presence of God consistently. Additionally, we're inviting you to our annual conference. This is be our third annual conference. You can go to thefoundercon.com. Again, that's the foundercon.com and you'll get to hear 
here. People like Jay worship and teach and share from his testimony. Anthony, Pastor Anthony, the bearded wonder. (laughs) He's going to come to you with his fiery flaming shoes and his voice and the belly. The fire that's within his belly comes out in such a dynamic way when it's on stage. Myself, my team, and all the incredible people who are part of this family. It's not just us. And we want you to be in on the us because we want to make way for your message, for your movement to be known and to be equipped and to also be resourced. We love sharing resources, which is what we do in that weekly call. So you're invited. You're invited. Come one, come all to all the things. If you need more information, I'm sure wherever you're listening to this or seeing this, you can get it in the link. So look, go a little deeper, go a little further into what God is calling you into. This is a summoning. This is a call. This is a roundup for you to also be fully founded in him as a founder in the Founder Collective. I want to share because I feel like as people are listening, there's still like this limiting belief of like, yeah, but not me. Yeah, but that's not my mode or methodology of of teaching or preaching or I don't want a camera in my face. Um, There was a long season where you were essentially in the shadows you were feeling like you weren't in the fulfillment of what God's promises were. And that was associated to your husband and your kids and the season of life that you were in with ministry. Explain or at least express and maybe unlock for the listeners, um, what were some of the things that you were doing in those quiet places that prepared you for where you are now in that mm-hmm. limelight, in that in that joy? Well, I mean, just being real, real honest, um, my husband and I, before all of this, we were church planting in the UK, like I said, but we literally lived in a valley on a cemetery. And it was like, it's funny now, but at the time, at the time, like, and, and everything goes wrong. Like, you know, though, that saying like everything you touch turns to gold. It was the exact opposite for us. And in those seasons, like you can, you can honestly feel like Job, like, what have I done? Like I've missed it or really attaching your self-worth and your ability to like stay in tune with God. Like how did all, like, what are we doing wrong? And I look back at that and it was halfway through that God was like, this is a divine season, Melissa. And I looked out and I was like, hang on a second. I'm in a valley on a cemetery. This is not my season to be woohoo, like mountaintop. This is a season of, of pruning. This is a season of going deep. This is a season of excavation. This is a season of grief. This is a season of removal. This is a season of things dying. And I mean, it's painful. It's literally so painful. And those seasons, I don't think we give enough credit to or talk about them enough. And I think when we go through them, we just feel shame. But I look at that and I, and I know that I shared this with you, but God spoke to me one day and he said, you know, Melissa, mountaintop experiences are for sights and inspiration, but the fruit grows in the valleys. And I was like, wow, I wanted this like pain-free life, but God was showing me how to live a profound life because even Jesus had the crowds, he had the miracles, he had the healings, but there was the cross. Yeah. And there was the death and there was the betrayal. And like to think that we're not going to go through both and to like let God be the author and perfecter of our faith. Like mm. he writes our story, like a good story has both. And so I just think like for anyone right now that's in a season where they feel like nothing's going right, 
maybe they're putting out content and it isn't working. I actually did do that during that time. And I felt God speak to me. He's like, just stop. <laughs> he was like, just stop. This isn't going to work. That's not going to work. He's like, it's not going to work. So I stopped and I surrendered. I surrendered fully to this season of struggle, pain, grief, hardship. Mm. And I was like, I trust you, God. Trust you with my mountaintops that whenever it comes, if it ever comes, that it will be to lift up your name and that you know the dreams and desires of my heart. And so I think with all that to say, God builds our life. And so I'm so grateful for the valley because I know that I'm literally spiritually bankrupt. I know it because in my season where I tried my absolute hardest, I produced a raisin. <laughs> and now, and now, like anything that comes in my life, I'm like, I know it's all God. I know I yeah. couldn't do this on my own. So, so the valley was a blessing. It's such a revelation. And you said it so quickly, and I want to make sure people hear it, that you said either living a pain-free life or a profound life. And it literally, it popped out. I've got to say it. It's coming from the book. Okay, you guys ready? This is my favorite section so far. But living this life is not without struggle. This path is not an escape from life's wounds and disappointments. To live from our souls is to pursue our greatest passions and expose ourselves to our greatest pain. We cannot live to create and be surprised that we have traveled through failure. We cannot live a life of passion and not know sorrow. To pursue a dream is to invite in a nightmare. To live a life of love is to know betrayal and loss. The soul is both fragile and resilient. The artisan's soul embraces the essential nature of both vulnerability and efficacy. All creativity emerges from struggle. All art is born out of the pain of labor. And the artisan soul must be both tender and tough. It's so good, Tamara. You so connected. That book, honestly, just shout out to Erwin McManus. If he ever hears this podcast episode, I just connect that book. It's amazing. I, and I just like, I want to soak in it so much that I'm like, I don't, I, I am one of those people I could finish it like right now. I could go to the bathtub and just be done. <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, no, it's so sweet. I want to suck out every single juice from every single chapter. And I am so hopeful that my next book that I release has um, my creative space of poetry and my way of like playing mm -hmm. with words. I really want to practice that more. It was an, it was an invitation to say, play with me again is, is really where I hear Christ, um, in this season of my life. That's so good, Tamara. I'm excited for that. You're going to do so good. It's going to be amazing. Melissa, you are such a gem to me. You bring me such solace whenever I'm with you. I just feel like, ah, and I can't even imagine when we get our kiddos together, how much fun they're going to have. So it's got to happen sooner than later, but you're a blessing to me in so many ways. And I know that this community is going to be blessed by you as well. You guys are going to get to see her at FounderCon. If you come either way, virtually or in person, she is going to be speaking on a social media panel. So we'll have to extract some of the goodness that we didn't extract here because we could talk for hours. Literally, we would talk from 5 a.m. to 10 p.m. PM, the entire retreat, yes. and show up wearing no the same colors every day. Workout, pajamas, outfits, yes. hilarious. <laughs> it's so true. It's so Kindred good. Spirits. So thank you. Thank you in advance for how you're going to pour into the community there, and thank you for being here today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Tamara. You are a light, and I saw it from the beginning, so I'm cheering you and championing you on over here, girl. 
So bringing people into your community and obviously all the social channels you can get involved in. She's most hanging out on TikTok, I find, but she's overplaying on Instagram right now too. She also has a podcast of her own. So please be sure to tune in to She Can Share. She's got the She Can Laugh book, which is about to bring a real, it's going to reemerge. We're going to see it more often. I'm prophetically speaking right now. Actually, I'm just coaching her into what I want. And her children's (laughs) book. And she's got an incredible She Can Dress. Is that right? She can dress. I know all the things. And so um, definitely be sure to get engaged. And if you're looking for a little bit more camera courage, she is my go-to. I don't look to anyone else. I love the way she shows up so authentically. And she does it wearing all the hats as a mom and a wife as well. That's so important to me because I don't want anyone to ever think that I got here um, without them because they're the reason that I show up and the reason that I get to show up mm-hmm. with such joy and intention every single day because I start there. That's so good. I thank you, Tamara. You're incredible. I love you. You guys get involved. All right. We'll see you later. Follow us. Share this. Hey y'all, it's me again. Before you go, let's solidify the flame that was ignited within you today by sharing the spark with your own community. Whether it's mentally, physically, emotionally, relationally, or spiritually, I would love for you to take the step right now by declaring your takeaway. Snap a pic of the episode and share it on your stories or posts, and you can tag me and the guest, and we will surely feature you on our Instas. Hey, you might even unlock a new accountability buddy in me or them. We're totally in this together and we appreciate the extra step taken. I would be so grateful if you even took the extra step. Come on, give me that extra sauce and leave a review on iTunes for the podcast listening app that is of your choice. I'm going to be featuring your thoughts and facts and it's going to be so fun in upcoming episodes. So you'll not only hear your name on the show, but maybe even your passion project or whatever big shout out you want me to make. So please, as a fellow writer, leave some words that I can attest to and I can't wait to read what you have to say. Thanks again for being a loyal listener and I hope to meet you in person soon at one of the events that we are speaking at or hosting. And I say we because the Fit and Fake team could not do this without you. Until next time, blessings over your joy, health, wealth, and wholeness. This is the Fit and Faith Way. Our world can feel chaotic and uncertain, but we don't have to live enslaved to fear. Christ has promised me and you his peace and throughout scripture has provided powerful tools and practical steps to help us experience greater freedom. I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, inviting you to join me and my team as together we learn how to starve our fears and feed our faith. Subscribe at lifeaudio.com or wherever you access podcast content.